0: good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. We continue to celebrate the 20th season of Red Barn Radio, and tonight we welcome you to show number 779. Stillhouse Junkies is a one-of-a-kind creative project born out of the collective passions of three individuals with very different musical backgrounds, with chops and stylistic leanings ranging from classical to West African blues, bluegrass, and swing. This trio was winner of the 2021 IBMA Momentum Band of the Year Award, 2018 and 2019 Telluride Band Contest finalists, third and second place, Gray Fox Bluegrass Festival showcase artists, and showcase artists at both the 2020 and 2021 IBMA World of Bluegrass. How about that? And now they're here with us on Red Barn Radio, and we could not be more pleased. I give you the Stillhouse Junkies
1: up ahead far enough to leave me in the rain. in the night it keeps me from my bed but its name is never spoken it's a fever there until it's gone now there's something more than keeping on doing rights more than I'm doing wrong that a winter fast. out of California, in your silly best for me, or can you let that wind like an arrow by the sea? Come on morning, when I know where to be found, I'll be halfway to Sioux City, boys, I'm Colorado bound.
0: You're just joining us. You are listening this evening on Red Barn Radio to Stillhouse Junkies, born out of a long-standing weekly residency at a local distillery in Durango, Colorado. Stillhouse Junkies have quickly become a music scene staple in Colorado and the Four Corners region in the southwestern U.S. Through their strong writing and creative, intricate arranging, the Junkies have built up an eclectic musical set catalog of original music that reflects their diverse interests and knack for fashioning the familiar into something new. The Stillhouse Junkies are Alyssa Wolf on violin, Cody Tinan on bass, Fred Kosak on guitar and mandolin, and everybody singing. Let's return now to more music with the Stillhouse Junkies. Left that
2: day from Leadville with a backpack coming round again no more was a cold day in september put a note into your back said i love you wish you'd done a little more keep you near and hold your fears in vain i knew you wouldn't stay i just hope you keep your head out of the rain and i know you won't look back remember More stars will lead you safe back to your bed. Well, it's a different kind of cold with all the steel and iron roads. The way the sun shines through a pane of tempered glass. Five doors down in Leadville, five doors down in Leadville, five doors down.
3: And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com.
0: Dynamic trio you're listening to, if you're just joining us, is Stillhouse Junkies. They're from Durango, Colorado. We've been on the road a bunch.
4: Uh, we're fresh off of our, our debut European tour, which was a, a, a dang blast. Uh, we just got back last week. We were over there the entire month of June, pretty much. So we're mostly uh, back to normal, although we spent our days off in the mountain time zone and Now we're no longer in that time zone either. So
0: So what zone are you in? I like the zone you're in. Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's good. Kind
5: of a twilight zone of our own uh, making. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Your trip to Europe was your first. Yeah. But not the first time you planned it. That is true. Is that That right? Yeah, so tell us about that.
4: That tour started getting put together in early 2019 i believe and it started out as just a handful of uk dates and some uh, some irish dates as well i think we were about a week away from flying out we released an album on march 7th 2020 and then about a week and a half after that is when we were set to fly over
0: and one of you became ill uh, Millions of us became We didn't
5: until uh, much later But (laughs) the problem wasn't us It was everybody else (laughs) (laughs) It kind of sums up this country right now Yeah
1: something missing that was there before Your door door was feeling slow And you kept stepping on my toes Made me feel just like a fool out there In all my fancy clothes Well, I asked you, what was eating you Was it something that I said Or something I forgot to do oh, But you turned your back on me I guess you had a better place to be let me feel a lot that was Tennessee Now it's one step forward But it's two steps back this yes, we must have lost the rhythm And I love went off the tracks You got me turn around Till I just can't win Even two-stepping on my I wonder how the story ends. You dipped the lowest that you could and kept on heading for that boom. Well, I'd come around to pick you up, someone else got there before. Now I'd love to tell you that I'm over you, and I'm stand here till that music's through. Without it, the way it goes is just like everybody knows. Ain't no stepping when you can't come up to one step forward but it's two steps back this we must have lost the rhythm and I love off the tracks you got me ten.
4: You know, that was the first thing we canceled, so it was a tough pill to swallow. We had obviously been looking forward to it for a long time, and it was a milestone for us to have to put on the back burner, but alas, we finally made it. We were able to tack on a festival in Ireland in the front part. We did a couple weeks in the UK van touring, and then we popped over to the Netherlands to play the Rotterdam Bluegrass Festival. So it actually ended up being great.
0: Rotterdam event yeah. wasn't in the cards in, for the first round. Exactly.
4: We were going to go over in the spring the first time around, and then when we were able to reschedule, it ended up falling in June, which is just a better festival time. So it worked out.
0: After you got over sort of the the, the morning. The shock of it. All yeah, happened. and the shock of it. <laughs> yeah. w- where did they go then?
5: kind of went to like, you know, bourbon in the coffee at 9.30 a.m. for a little while. And then once that sort of subsided a little bit, the, the self-pity part of it subsided. And we started to try to be constructive about the whole thing. We actually started a, a little series of around-town shows in Durango toward the end of April 2020. That we called the Rolling Junkies Review. And we got the idea from Amy Helm. She did a, this, I think she called it like a curb tour or something where she would just drive around and get out of the van and play acoustically for whoever happened to, to, to show up. And we did it with a sign-up sheet all around the county, anywhere we could get to within a half an hour, basically. We would drive to people's houses and play a short set and then get back in the van and go to the next place. And initially, we were doing it all for you know groups of two people. I think we played for one person a few times, just sitting uh. in their carport. But we would play in driveways and on patios and all socially distant. <laughs> there were no public gatherings really at all at that point. And as things loosened up, there would be block parties and larger groups of people. But it was really the only music happening in town, I think. And it kind of turned into a whole, a whole uh, year-long thing. We ended up playing into November when it finally got too cold to play outside. And I think it, all told, we played about 250... Of those short sets. Two hundred and fifty. So, yeah. Of these little half hour sets. Yeah. And we, we met all kinds of people around the, the area that we, we probably wouldn't have met without the, the pandemic. It was one of those silver linings. of we were able to connect more with our local fan base than we would have done just by playing shows. Yeah. And uh, the next time we had a show in town, a lot of those people came out, you know, so we kind of had all these new fans and it was a really cool experience and we yeah, were we, doing
4: them on uh i guess saturdays and sundays and we would stack five or six sets on a, on each day so we would do sometimes a dozen sets in a weekend and it really did keep us in shape and it kept our bills paid our local community really showed up for us and we really appreciate that
6: i had an community. I'm you
3: back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style. We'll be right back.
6: Uh, could stand to say goodbye. Oh, Jolino, how I miss you. Wish you'd roll on back. We went on highway jaunt
3: <laughs> Welcome back This is Red Barn Radio Recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall In Lexington, Kentucky Red Barn Radio Roots Music Southern Style
1: cause for shame dying alone Take my way to silver, I'll be drinking to your health.
4: It just was such a random chance that we all ended up in Durango at the same time and met, and I think that that in itself is kind of kismet, and that's, like, really what it is for each of the three of us is the intimacy that we have as musicians together and the chemistry that we instantly kind of recognized when we started playing together. That's totally different. It's a different feeling. All of us have been in a lot of bands over the years, you know. When we, you know, got this trio going... We really recognized a different opportunity, you know.
0: Tell the story of, of how the, the trio did get together. How did you guys make that happen? This started in a
5: this was a weekly residency at uh, a distillery in downtown Durango. It was the first gig. It was actually pre these two. It was just me and another musician in town that I had linked up with, and we were looking for somewhere to play. There's not a ton of options in Durango, and just through a mutual friend. We, we started doing this weekly Friday thing at, at this distillery. And then I met these two right after I moved to Durango. And Alyssa started sitting in. And after not very long, we just said, why don't you just be part of the band, such as it was. And then Cody, we had a different <coughs> bass player. And we did a little bass, bass swap and brought Cody on later that year. So it kind of was an organic thing. And it came out of this weekly, very informal, it was kind of our, you know, Frankfurt, I guess. It was kind of like we kind of, you know, had this open-ended amount of time, and whoever happened to be stopping through, a lot of whom were not really paying attention to us, and so we got to workshop and try out all this music, and I think really kind of found our sound through that over the course of 80-some shows that we played there, and that was our only constant. We played other gigs, but every week... Pretty much that we didn't have something else, we would be in there. So that's that was the genesis of the band current lineup, but also um, the band name came out of that residency too. So uh, and shares a kinship with the great state of Kentucky in that respect.
1: There are poems in duty. to choosing in my shoes just to keep on using me keep on using me Keep on using me. Keep on using me. Sometimes you really do abuse me. Getting used Is to keep on using me Everybody now keep on using me To use me now.
5: to have up here on stage, I've got four up here that were built uh, just hand-built by one person—not the same person—but mm-hmm. this guitar was built in Boston uh, by my friend Ben Pierce, who's originally from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Mostly a mandolin builder, but builds some excellent guitars. This is a uh, Sika top on this guy and uh, Madagascar <laughs> back. For those uh-huh. of you, for those of you listening at home, uh, just picture wood. <laughs> uh and then these two behind me that other guitar is a yamaha custom shop fg custom it's a basically their yamaha is about to launch a line of of high-end acoustic um kind of you know targeted at bluegrass and folk oh all right people and they've got one <clears throat> one uh builder in in the la area in calabasas building these instruments and we got in touch after IBMA a couple of years ago and they sent me a prototype and then uh, ultimately Andrew built that one for me. I've got a, a Duff mandolin back there. It's made in Western Australia. And then the other one I already mentioned was made in Dolores, Colorado by a friend of ours who builds under the name San Juan mandolin. So yeah, I mean, I'm fully like neck deep in the, the bluegrass instrument snobbery.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you started with that instrument or did you, had, do you play other instruments as well? I, my mom got me an electric guitar in eighth grade because I she
5: had a, a single O Martin from, like, the early, uh, I want to say it was, I want to say it's pre-war Martin that had been passed down to her, and I just started kind of banging on it, and she wanted me to have something else less valuable to bang on, <laughs> so she got me, like, a knockoff Strat, red Stratocaster and a little amp, and I, you know kind of hacked away at that for a while until I figured out some some riffs and stuff and then yeah from eighth grade on I pretty much played guitar straight through until Mm -hmm. now I haven't really taken a break from it I added mandolin my mom took up mandolin a little while after that so I was exposed to that and um, then I eventually followed her and picked up a mandolin and kind of got into that and I've played bluegrass I guess since college or a little bit after college I uh, grew up about 20 minutes from a great bluegrass festival, Gray Fox Bluegrass Festival, which we are headed to next week, actually.
4: I started out, as many, many do, with uh, my relationship to music. First, with family. This bass, for example, I had been looking for, you know, the, the kind of standard upright for a lot of bluegrass bass players is, a, is like a vintage K or a vintage American standard or a King or something plywood that's old that was made in the U.S. because that's hard to, harder to find these days. And there was a guy in Durango, Colorado... Who happened to have this in his closet and I knew about it and I asked him to sell it to me. He said no and a couple years went by and he called me out of the blue one day and said he was ready to sell it. So I procured it and uh, it's a 55k M1 Ooh. so it was made the same year my dad was born which I always thought was cool. It was kind of one that of the reasons cool. I wanted to get this base. and here you have it. Her name is uh, Angeline.
2: Loping across the meadow, early hours of the night I am a lonely rider, another cowboy not in sight And I'm out of time Think I hear a bugle call, a high-pitched whirling whine Rumble of a steaming train, but I ain't near the line, have I long Sign of Joe So I pray stand my ground and fight should I tuck my tail and run is it
0: Did you begin when you were a a little kid about the height of your bow um, (laughs) with uh, Suzuki books plopped in front of you?
7: I was probably a little taller than this bow. Uh I was probably like here. Okay. (laughs) I was eight years old um, or turning eight. And yes, I started with Suzuki. (laughs) Good times. Um, I have a complicated relationship with my past music self, (laughs) as would any classical violinist turned fiddler probably. I started out classical, and to both my parents' credit, they would take me to Albuquerque, New Mexico, because in Durango at the time, we didn't have a very strong instructional opportunity for students that really wanted to push. So my parents would drive me down to Albuquerque at least every other (laughs) week. And the reason I even picked up violin is because my sister picked up the flute, and I was super jealous and my parents said, well, then pick an instrument. And the only instrument I knew when I was eight was violin. I was like, violin.
3: <laughs> so there you go.
7: Study classical growing up. My dad is a guitar player and a songwriter. And he used to take me to a lot of the festivals. So Telluride, Bluegrass, Pagosa, Folk, and Bluegrass. And I remember being 15, 16, watching Fiddlers and being blown away, but not making the connection I could do that. I thought classical uh-huh. was my only route. So I kept studying classical, but then like drooling at Sarah Watkins and Daryl Anger and Casey Dreesen being like, oh, it's so cool. But somehow I didn't connect the dots.
0: Was there a point where the skill and technique that you learned as a classical player collided with the kinds of technique needed for fiddling? Or did they complement each other?
7: (sighs) They mostly complement each other. (laughs) Uh Um, I kind of did what Cody did. When I graduated high school, I went to college for music. And then two weeks into my college career, I dropped my music major and just started studying anything else. I just needed a break. And when I was in my mid-20s, I had the urge to play violin again. And I had taken it out to play like Friends Weddings, and but I would hardly touched it in seven, six, seven years at least. And
0: wow, what did it feel like to pick it up again?
7: Really frustrating because <laughs> I had lost a lot of that classical skill I used to have. I mean, it was really fun, but it was frustrating. And when I came back to it, I made a pact with myself that I wasn't going to read music. I was just going to learn entirely how to play by ear, which was a very difficult transition for a classical musician who always played sheet music and never learned to play by ear. So it was a really hard transition. And I started, I found an instructor in the D.C. area where I was living at the time uh, named Mitch Fanning and he started teaching me Celtic. We would sit down and he would just start ripping Celtic tunes and be like, all right, jump in. I was like, what, like, are you gonna give me music? He's like, no, just like figure it out. So I would like try to learn by ear and had a lot of tears and sweat. <laughs>
6: huh.
7: By the time I moved back to Durango, I was pretty determined to be a fiddler at that point. I really wanted to figure it out. I started going to jams and trying to fit into the scene, which I really wanted to be a bluegrass fiddle player and it took me a while to realize that because I'm trained classical and I, I would be curious if other fiddlers feel this way who started classical you can't really take the classical out of yourself at least I haven't been able to so I've had to find kind of a melting pot of styles that's kind of fortunately exactly what this band
6: well like yeah, towards. Right. so
7: I got lucky there if someone were to throw me in a trad band I could like kind of hang on I don't know (laughs) how that would turn out, but like. It just probably wouldn't be
0: much fun for you.
7: Probably not, no. Not as much fun as this is.
3: Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps.
0: There are so many people to thank for our program. First, Stillhouse Junkies, our guest this evening. We're ever grateful for our volunteers and staff who make our production happen so beautifully each and every week. That's John, Matt, Kate, Forrest, Melinda, and Eric, and of course our producer Ed Commons. We want to thank all of you for listening to our webcast, watching us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and those listening to us on the network of Red Barn stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in the grand city of Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. And... I'm thinking that it would be wonderful if we could hear one more tune from Stillhouse Junkies. I think I see something else on their set here. Stillhouse Junkies.
1: I'm <laughs> a heading up the valley, gonna see my little Sally, and I ain't coming home tonight. Well, I'll be filling up a jug and cutting up a couple of rocks. My baby, she knows how to do it right. Hell, got tomorrow. got some money I can borrow. I'll be looking quite a sorry sight. And every penny that I got is going straight into the park because it's a kind of Saturday night. Won't you meet me at tonight in Manco's? There's going
8: to
1: be some more. up and Granny ain't a complicated man, but he knows how to get himself in deep. He's got $20,000 in a new place right out of time, but there's some promises that he can't keep. But when the whiskey starts to flow, and your place it here be going, but the bottom of a fifth of wine. So don't you deal another hand, unless you're looking for some Legos, it's a mega kind of Saturday night. Won't you be?